Audio Podcast Network. As fans of true crime, we consume some pretty dark content on a regular basis. Talking about such heavy topics can definitely take a toll, both emotionally and mentally. That's why we are sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. When my anxiety gets bad or when I just feel overwhelmed by life, it's really nice to have someone to talk to. BetterHelp has over 20,000 therapists with a broad range of expertise that can give you access to help that might not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. You can schedule secure video and phone sessions, and you can exchange unlimited messages. Plus, everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. So many people use BetterHelp that they are currently recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bite-sized. That's betterhelp.com slash B-I-T-E-S-I-Z-E-D. Welcome to the true crime podcast you can binge on your lunch break. My name is Joy. I am a school librarian, obsessive researcher, and lifelong true crime nerd. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new case to dissect. We'll focus on the facts, giving exposure to some of the lesser-known stories in the true crime world. You never know what you might learn. This is Bite Size Crime. Welcome back to Bite Size Crime. This week, we're headed to Knoxville, Tennessee, to examine not just one missing persons case, but three. There is very little information available about these cases, but I believe they deserve just as much attention as those with national media coverage. We'll start with the case of 37-year-old Jeremy Stout. On Saturday, May 7, 2022, Jeremy called his parents, Lisa and Jeff Stout, to let them know that he would be coming home for Mother's Day. This was a big deal for Jeremy and for his family. Jeremy had been battling addiction for a long time, and his journey towards sobriety had been an emotional roller coaster. But throughout it all, Jeremy had his family's support. Lisa told local news outlet WBIR, quote, I never gave up on him, no matter what the situation. I was always there for him, and he knew he could rely on me. So when Jeremy called a little after 5.30 that evening, his parents could hear the excitement in his voice. Jeremy told them that he had a bus ticket from Knoxville to Johnson City, leaving at midnight. Then he would catch a second bus to Kingsport. He would arrive home early Sunday morning. But Jeremy didn't arrive as expected. At first, his parents wondered if he had missed the bus in Knoxville, or if he had gotten stuck in Johnson City and was waiting for the next bus to come along. But all of their calls were going straight to voicemail, something that was very unusual for Jeremy. He was normally in constant contact with his parents, and if he had gotten stuck along the way, he definitely would have called. Starting to panic, Lisa and Jeff called around to all the local hospitals between Knoxville and Kingsport, just in case Jeremy had been in an accident and wasn't able to contact them. But no one with his name or fitting his description had been admitted in the last 24 hours. Jeff and Lisa continued to call Jeremy's phone to no avail. 
Finally, they couldn't stand it any longer. They called the Knoxville Police Department and filed a missing persons report. However, Jeff and Lisa were not about to sit around and wait for answers. They immediately drove from Kingsport to Knoxville to search for their son. They hung flyers with Jeremy's picture on lampposts around East Knoxville, hoping that someone would recognize him and call Crime Stoppers. They also went on the local news and offered a $3,000 reward for information leading to Jeremy's whereabouts. Meanwhile, investigators were looking into Jeremy's last known movements. They knew from his phone call to his parents that he had purchased a bus ticket leaving from the Cherry Street bus stop in East Knoxville at midnight. His bank records showed that he had made several purchases late on the evening of May 7th from a Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Dollar Tree on Magnolia Avenue, about three quarters of a mile from the bus stop. It seemed likely that he was grabbing dinner and a few snacks for his long bus ride. Police believe he walked from the Dollar Tree to the bus stop on Cherry Street. But after that, the details get muddy. Investigators were able to confirm with the Greyhound Bus Company that Jeremy's ticket was used to get on the bus that night but passengers are not required to show identification when boarding the buses, so there was no definitive proof that it was Jeremy who used his ticket. In addition to that, video surveillance at the Johnson City bus station shows that Jeremy did not get off the bus. Either he disappeared somewhere mid-bus ride, or someone else used Jeremy's ticket. Jeremy's parents believe that something or someone must have prevented him from getting on the bus, Jeremy was so excited to see his family the next day. Jeff told WBIR, quote, We know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he would have gotten on that bus. There's no question in our mind. When Jeff and Lisa retraced their son's steps from Magnolia Avenue to Cherry Street, they were alarmed by what they saw. Jeff told WBIR, quote, I know that I would not feel safe at this bus stop right here with these conditions as they are. Jeff and Lisa were sure that something bad happened to Jeremy before he was able to get on the bus. Supporting their theory is the fact that the Cherry Street bus stop is well known for its unsafe location. It's not even really a bus stop in the traditional sense of the word. Back in April, the city of Knoxville closed down the bus station on Magnolia Avenue, the one that had security cameras and indoor bathrooms. Instead, passengers would now be picked up from the parking lot of a Marathon gas station on Cherry Street. The new location is exposed, with no seating or shelter from the elements. The Knoxville News Sentinel ran a story a few weeks after the change, in which bus passengers lamented the loss of safety and told horror stories of being stranded for hours, sometimes even days. It's entirely possible that Jeremy ran into trouble on Cherry Street and that someone else used his bus ticket to leave town. On June 28th, nearly two months after Jeremy's disappearance, Knoxville police conducted another search of the area near Cherry Street after receiving a tip on the East Tennessee Valley Crime Stoppers hotline. The search and rescue team was joined by special crime unit investigators as they searched the wooded areas where Cherry Street crosses under Interstate 40, as well as a creek near Magnolia Avenue. But the search amounted to nothing. A spokesperson from the Knoxville Police Department told reporters, quote, Those searches revealed no sign of stout or evidence related to the case. Investigators fear the worst and have not ruled out the possibility that foul play was involved in Stout's disappearance. Investigators are continuing to pursue any and all active leads on the case. As the time passes, Jeremy's parents seem to have accepted the fact that their son is dead. Jeff told WBIR, quote, At this point in time, we're not expecting a good outcome. 
Lisa expressed a similar sentiment, quote, whether it's good or bad, I need some closure. Jeremy Stout is a 37-year-old white male, 5 feet 4 inches tall, and weighs approximately 175 pounds. He was last seen in East Knoxville near the Cherry Street bus stop on May 7, 2022. It is believed he was carrying a small blue duffel bag at the time of his disappearance. Nearly two months before Jeremy disappeared, another Knoxville man went missing just a few miles away. On Sunday, March 20, 2022, 30-year-old Byron Edwards walked out of his girlfriend's house and never came back. Byron and his girlfriend were expecting a baby, and according to his family, Byron was over the moon about becoming a father. His grandmother Marilyn told WBIR, quote, he was so looking forward to her being born. He was so excited. He was ready to go shopping and get a crib. So when Byron didn't come home, his family was immediately concerned. According to the family, around 6.30 on Sunday night, Byron left his girlfriend's house on Riverside Drive in East Knoxville. Byron left the house on foot, and it's not clear which direction he was headed or what his reason for leaving the house was. Riverside Drive is a rural road that backs up against a rock quarry, separated only by a creek. Just beyond the quarry lies the Tennessee River. The house on Riverside is about two miles from downtown Knoxville, but the mountainous roads have no sidewalks and only narrow shoulders for pedestrians to walk on. There is a small convenience store about half a mile away from the house, so it's possible that Byron was merely running a short errand, but that's just speculation on my part. No matter where he was headed, he didn't reach his destination, and he didn't make it back home. His family hasn't heard from him since he left the house. Adding to their concern is the fact that Byron has multiple medical conditions that require medication, and he didn't have that medication with him when he left. Byron was officially listed as a missing person on March 24th, but investigators have very few leads. They do know that his cell phone last pinged on Riverside Drive before the battery ran out, but other than that, Byron seems to have vanished without a trace. His family has led multiple searches in the area, but it doesn't appear that law enforcement has conducted anything official. In early April, local news outlet WVLT reported that the Knoxville Police Department was trying to get permission to search, quote, private property with bloodhounds, but I couldn't find a follow-up, nor could I find any indication of which private property they wanted to search. It's now been five months, and there is still no sign of Byron. His daughter was born on April 14th, and his family knows that he wouldn't have missed that momentous occasion if he could help it. In a tearful plea for answers, his mother Nicole said, quote, I love him and I'm ready for him to come home. Byron Edwards is a 30-year-old black male, 6 feet 1 inch tall, and weighs approximately 200 pounds. He was last seen on March 20th, 2022, in the 2300 block of Riverside Drive in East Knoxville. He left the house on foot and is in need of medication. If you spot him, please call 911. The final case I want to bring to your attention is that of 35-year-old Brandon Shekels. Unfortunately, even less is known about Brandon's case than Jeremy's or Byron's. According to local news reports, Brandon was last seen on August 2, 2022, when he left his home on Shangri-La Drive in Northeast Knoxville. According to a Facebook post by his cousin Stephanie, Brandon left the house around 8 p.m. to go for a walk. After that, no one knows what happened. 
Shangri-La Drive is the main road running through Brandon's neighborhood, and if he was just going for a walk, it seems most likely that he would walk through the circular streets of the neighborhood. Otherwise, the road leads out to a more industrial area along Interstate 40. From what I could tell on Google Maps, there doesn't seem to be many nearby options for food or shopping. Add to that the fact that the sun was going down right around the time Brandon left the house, it doesn't seem likely that he planned to be gone for very long. But again, that's just speculation on my part. There is shockingly little information about Brandon's disappearance, but the Knoxville police are investigating and Brandon's family is not giving up. Brandon Shekels is a 35-year-old white male with blue eyes and dark blonde hair. He is 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighs approximately 175 pounds. He was last seen leaving his house on Shangri-La Drive on August 2nd, wearing dark-colored basketball shorts, a blue t-shirt, and tennis shoes. If you have any information about the disappearances of Jeremy Stout, Byron Edwards, or Brandon Shekels, please contact East Tennessee Valley Crime Stoppers at 865-215-7165. You can also submit an anonymous tip on their website, which I will link in the show notes for this episode. Pictures of Jeremy, Byron, and Brandon are available on the podcast website, as well as maps of their last known locations. Please take a moment to share their stories on social media so that their names and faces are seen by as many people as possible. You never know who may hold the missing piece. Thank you for listening to Bite Sized Crime. This episode was written, researched, and edited by me, Joy Scaglion. Theme music is by Arts Guitars. For episode transcripts, pictures, and sources, please visit bitesizedcrimepod.com. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at bitesizedcrimepod. If you have a suggestion for a case I should cover, please email me at bitesizedcrimepod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.